I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Geek Down Podcast, the show where two friends and fellow geeks sit down in front of microphones and try to figure out where their fandoms intersect. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. I'm so sore. His name is Jordan Ferguson, and he's very sore. This is episode 78 and our first August Watcharama episode of the year. Fucking sound. Uh, Fucking sound wasn't on again. Happens every time. (laughs) I am very excited. Jordan is very excited. That Brontosaurus is... Brontosaurus is mad excited. excited. More fire for your head top. That, that was appropriation. I, Jesus, I apologize. <laughs> I apologize, everyone. I'm not from Scarborough. I'm not Jamaican. I was, why did I say that? I don't know. I just want to be a cool guy. I'm so tired. I'm so sore. You're not that cool. I wasn't that cool to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't that cool to begin with. Cool and or not, and if you like those sounds, if you would like to continue to listen to the show and the August Watcherama, there are primarily two ways to listen to us. Yeah. The first being soundcloud.com forward slash geekdownpod. Mm-hmm. Second being Apple Podcasts. But while you are on SoundCloud, you can subscribe. You finagled that. What do you mean? <laughs> you're like SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts or where you're at SoundCloud, you can subscribe. Yeah. Which is technically true. True. I guess, kind well, of. Well, if you're just like one of those people who like looks things up in Apple Podcasts, you can just be like, oh, hey, Apple Podcasts, and you can find us. Or if you're like, I'd rather go through SoundCloud and see what's going on there, you, there's a subscribe button. SoundCloud, you can comment directly on portions. You can yeah. talk back to us. Um, in Apple Podcasts, you can rate and review if you like. You can. Like our friend Jacqueline. 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 Jacqueline said very nice things on the yes. rate and review. Thank you, Jacqueline. Bless we really your heart. appreciate it. And ja- I think you're probably excited that we're talking about you. Jacqueline, a big fan of Weeb Tears, apparently. Yes. So um, I'm, I'm glad we're shouting her out on this episode. And uh, she's going to get some. It, it may be that Jacqueline and I are possibly friends. <laughs> and I'm possibly in her wedding party. Congratulations, Jacqueline. Quit pulling the curtain down, Caitlin. This is a very sophisticated operation. <laughs> but I just wanted to shout out congratulations. Fine. Congratulations, Jacqueline. Yeah. And also that she wants to get together, order some food, and watch Midnight Diner with me. So, you know, there's that. Um, there is uh, that. If Jesus. you would like to... Uh, Talk about Midnight Diner. With us. Or, you know, try and get together with us. We would, <laughs> probably wouldn't say no. We really don't have much going on. You no. Know, you can reach us at Twitter, at GeekDownPod. Yep. Um, you can reach us at Gmail, at GeekDownPod at gmail.com. Yep. And finally... Um, you can reach us at www.facebook.com forward slash geekdownpod. Yeah, you can. If you would like to possibly patronize the show in the good way, not the bad way. <laughs> the good way. As in support. Financial support. Um, you can go to... Not w- like talking down to us. No, we, we wouldn't like that. Hurt our feelings. Um, I'm a woman, so I get that enough as it is. <laughs> what, what? What, what? Uh, Casual misogyny <laughs> lives with it every day. Woo! Uh, you could go to www.patreon.com forward slash geekdownpod. There are show notes, playlists. So much info about what this show is, what we're trying to do, what we want to do with the show. Has the only filmed appearance of Caitlin McKinnon Known to live man. and talking on a video. Like yeah. The amount of sedation involved for that. 
was, listen. If I think it, you had to buy me tea. If the cops had busted in here <laughs> and found all those, those horse tranquilizers I had lying <laughs> around, I would be in jail. Aren't horse tranquilizers ketamine? Sure. <laughs> I think that's just the opposite. But anyways, <laughs> um, <clears throat> there's lots of stuff there. We would love to have your support. Thank you to our supporters right now. We really appreciate it. We appreciate you guys. And we are really happy that you appreciate us. Yeah. Yeah. So, now that that is all out of the way... We um, have nothing to talk about. No. Well, we, we mentioned last episode that we're out of time this episode. Mm-hmm. Not, not as in the episode's over, but like out of space and time. And we are recording this way before August. Yeah. Well, almost way before. It's a like week and a bit before. July 20-something. Yeah. July 22nd. July 22nd. 22nd. So we don't really have any news. We have some updates we didn't get to last episode as far as Comic-Con is concerned. I mean, yeah, you kind of already know about them by now if you're following this shit. It's been like a week since Comic-Con. But, but maybe they don't. Maybe they require us. Maybe they want to hear our special takes. Possibly. Um, I am very excited because one of my favorite comic books, Gotham by Gaslight, is being made into an animated movie. What's the only thing better than Batman? It's a Batman in the Victorian era. <laughs> yeah. The, the story surrounds Batman trying to stop uh, Jack the Ripper in old-timey London, Victorian London, Sherlock Holmes London. This is one of the first notable what they called Elseworlds type yes. of books. I think it came out sometime in the 80s where it's like... You can just take the archetypes of these characters and mm-hmm. apply them anywhere. Anybody could be Batman in any time period. Yeah. Like that terrible computer-drawn thing I showed you. Oh, yeah. Digital justice that was... after uh, after TCAF a few months ago. so bad. So bad. <laughs> so bad. So they're making that into an animated movie, which I'm very excited about. They're also making a couple more animated movies, one of them being... The Suicide Squad, and then like the the death and return or something. Of oh yeah, Superman. Superman. Apparently, that's very exciting. But I don't really care. <laughs> Superman. Uh, eh. Who cares? God yes. Um, another thing I was excited about was uh, they were making a Big Hero Six TV series. Apparently, I really liked that movie. I thought it was great. So I'm excited that they're making a TV show, a kids TV show, obviously. But who that? When did that ever stop me? <laughs> um, apparently. The Batman Day that happens every September. It's kind of like DC's own free comic book day type of thing. Yeah. For Batman, happens on September 23rd. Can't have it this year, Batman. It's Harley Quinn Day. <gasps> what? Celebrating 20 or 25 years of Harley Quinn. Amazing. No titles or plans were announced, but there will probably be a bunch of Harley Quinn stuffs. Lots of cosplayers out. Your enjoyment. Uh, what else did we see in the hour since we last talked about Comic Con? New Justice League trailer. Yeah, which Sizzle Reel. Actually, I thought it was really good. I actually laughed. Yeah, I l- had a moment where I laughed. I like that it's the Flash and uh, Aquaman doing all the funny stuff, especially the Flash. I think that's he's going to be. I, I said before Listen, that yeah, I yeah. If you want to make the Flash Tom Holland Spider Man, like just yeah. the kid, the, the kid who's out of his depth and doesn't know what he's doing, like yeah. he says in the trailer, he's like, "You guys do the battling. I just run fast and push people." Like, yeah. and then he run doesn't away. know what he's, he doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, that could be amusing. Um, what else did we see? Oh, God. There's going to be so many nerds out there who are just going to be wetting themselves playing Spot the Reference frame by frame in that goddamn Ready Player One trailer. Yeah. Ugh. Uh. You ready for hot takes, everybody? 
given Caitlin's nonchalance, I assume she agrees with me, but that book wasn't that good. Yeah, I... I never read sci-fi. I read that book because somebody on Boing Boing, like maybe the head, the Mark guy on mm-hmm. Boing Boing, was like, Ready Player One is the best sci-fi novel I've read in 20 years. Seriously? And I read like a brief synopsis and I went, okay, that's cool. And I started reading it and I was like, you are just, you may as well just jerk off into my face right now. That's all you're doing, homie. Um, Tad Williams' book was still better. <laughs> Again, yeah. What's Ready Player One? Um, It's a, like we talked about a couple weeks ago, the isekai genre where people get trapped in a fantasy world or a yep. memorp in this case what they call it, the oasis yep and it's basically the founder of it ends up passing away or whatever or ascending into digital form i don't even <laughs> fucking remember um but he left all his money like in this puzzle and somebody's got to find it and it's the race to solve the puzzle but the puzzle is steeped in 80s nerd references because he was a and big 90s. giant fucking dork and 80s and 90s nerd references. who will save us a big giant dork. Oh yeah. God damn it. Um, the only thing that I was like, cool. There was clearly looks like they're gonna go full like Who Framed Roger Rabbit with this and just get as many rights as possible. I saw the, the Iron Giant. In, Iron Giant was in there. I'm pretty sure I saw Freddy Krueger get yep. shot at one point. Mm-hmm. There's clearly somebody in a red jacket on a red motorcycle who slides sideways past the shot. Yep. That is your Akira homage. Yep. Thanks Spielberg appreciate that i'm sure there's a shit ton more but like listen this is like dumb fan service at the height of this is something i talked about in an article once fanfic nation where it's just like this just exists to service your ego and like remember that thing we liked back then wasn't that great let's have a movie about that again we'll do you one better have a movie about everything again (laughs) movie about everything i don't know if it was it's quite quite that bad but uh but yeah i'm just kind of like uh i just feel uh, about it there is a scene in the book I remember where it's supposed to be this, like... So, also, there's, like, some major... The company who owns the game or bought the game from the developer or something, yep. like, has, like, professional players. So, the race is really against them, these people who, like, play professionally. Right. And there's one scene where it's, like, everybody's in, like, their favorite giant robot from their childhood. And it's, like, it's like oh, and they're coming to attack and they're all in, like, fucking TIE fighters or whatever. And basically, he got out of it by basically just writing, like, fortunately, I had, you know, enough turbo boosts left in my tanks to uh, speed away. And so, well, that's good. Good for you. Way to just suck all the drama out of that moment. I'm happy for you. I'm happy you just made it fortunately your way out of there. Meanwhile. Writing. Tad Williams' book. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I think it's Otherworld. I think it's Otherworld. Tad Williams on the show for the amount of <laughs> shine you're throwing at him. Um, was amazing and was like... It was like three books long and it was huge and this world was massive and it was super cool and they should make a movie out of that. Sure. Put it on the board. <laughs> I don't. Eh. Narrow interest Ted Williams <laughs> series for Caitlin. <laughs> Forgot to talk about this last week because I mean who cares I really didn't have a plan on it but I think it would just be amusing to talk about it now because it's probably changed by this point but um so Game of Thrones back. Yes. I gave you your in-depth synopsis of the Thank first episode. You. So what happens is I don't watch Game of Thrones. Why don't you watch Game of Thrones, Game? Because of violence against women. Yep. And children. Yep. Um, and I'm like, there's no need for that. And people are like, it makes you realistic. I'm like, there are fucking dragons. <laughs> but anyways. Um, 
So what Jordan does is he watches the episode, he gives me a synopsis, tells me some things that are cool. Um, sometimes he'll make reference to something, I don't quite get it. And then I will look at all the scenes that they've posted <laughs> on YouTube. He's got to piece it um, together. And mostly it's all the cool stuff. And then they, they usually do a behind the scenes of that episode yeah. that I'll watch. And then I'm like, I basically watch the episode. And I'm starting a new thing this year where I'm going to try to give you, I mean, hopefully it will stay manageable. I'm going to try to give you the uh, boob slash rape count yes. for the season. And there was zero. Currently, zero. Yeah. I mean, a, at least one more, two or more episodes will have hit yeah. by the time this drops. So that's probably <laughs> no longer the case. Uh, but currently, good for you, Benny Offenweiss. Though I need to say No that rape, no titties. Really, if they've moved this to, oh, what's, oh my God, what's it called again? The major place, the island, the country, the world westeros westeros that's a they've just moved it to westeros yeah and it's winter has come winter has come there should be no boobs out shouldn't be because frostbite should be covered to the eyeballs one thing i forgot to mention um lord baelish is on his like fifth accent of the show at this point (laughs) i'm not the first person to point this out but he he comes to a new accent every every season amazing maybe this is his veil accent right now that he's working with but and shouts to sansa for having the best line there where he's like trying to like sprinkle salt bay the slightest bit of dissent between Sansa and John. Yeah. Um disregarding the fact that Lady Mormont should just rule Leanna Mormont should just rule everything. Oh yeah. She's, she's the best. She's the actual best. I actually saw that scene and was like, yeah. yeah! <laughs> um he's like trying to sow the deceit and she's basically like, nah, I'm not having it. Like I gotta talk to John, get out of here. And he like inhales and Sansa turns to him and is like, no need to seize the last word, Lord Baelish. I'm certain it was clever. Oh, snap! Boom! Oh, wow. Where's my, gun? Where's my gunshot at? I wish I had it for that. God damn it. What's the point of having these things if you don't use them properly? So um, good. So, yeah. Game, game of Thrones. It was a premiere. I'm sure next time we meet in time, there will be far more rape, far more boobs. Hopefully not, but who knows? Maybe they know that too much is going on. Yeah. It's the war for the Seven Kingdoms. Hey, they got time to be raping. Hey, those showrunners are working on Confederate, so th- oh, that... What is this? They're catching maybe they're all putting the heat all for the, this? Maybe they're putting all the rape well, and boob in that. Maybe. This is, what, <laughs> this is the, the hottest take idea about, like, what if the South won the Civil War? Is that what we're doing here? Yeah. Great. You can't see my face, but it's, yeah, it's a face you need to see. I don't think they are anywhere near that persuasion but the last thing the world needed was two white guys making a show about the confederate south winning the civil war now a lot of people have been pointing out and i'm just saying it because people have been pointing it out there are two black writers okay which who knows is colson whitehead one of them he should be i i, I don't i don't actually know but the one there the- were a couple novels recently with this idea behind it colson mm-hmm. whitehead wrote one called i think it was called the underground railroad and another dude who I think was white wrote one called Underground Airways. I think, for some reason, uh, what I remember is that they are uh, a husband and wife duo. I could totally have gotten oh, that wrong. Yeah. But I, I thought that's what it was. Um, some of the concern comes from the fact that basically they don't know a lot about the Civil War. <laughs> and they like knew they were going to go do an interview and they totally didn't check any of their facts. And people are Good like, they're doing oh, a show about fuck. <laughs> really? Two people who don't know much about the Civil War? That's great. Writing a show about if the, the South had won? That's I mean, great. still, though, respect the hustle. Like, you ain't even going to take, like, a year off after Game of Thrones, the, like, last monoculture show. 
that everyone watches and everyone has the Monday morning chat about and makes barrels and barrels of money, you can be like, oh, let's go do this other thing that may tarnish our reputation. But let's just dive right in. Listen, if I'm if I'm Benioff and I'm married to Amanda Pete and pulling that kind of bank, my ass is going to the fucking keys and not doing anything <laughs> for a smooth six months. But yeah, so. Do you have any other quick bullet points? Uh, yes. Uh, last thing out of, I guess it was kind of Comic-Con. It's just sort of the season. So who knows if yeah. it came up on its own or not. Uh, so there's, I've talked about it briefly, the Gifted show. Oh, yes. The X-Men something or other. Mutants, but the, the X-Men and the, the something or other have disappeared and the, the, they don't know what's going on. Sure. And basically, I'm just going to say it. This is just Heroes first season. Well, that's the only season you like, so. It's the only season that exists. Right. Cool. I hope it works out well for you. Uh, I'm. Yeah. I don't think they've done, any, done anything new, but we've only seen clips from the first, the first episode. And as we always say, it takes at least three episodes to sort of become the thing it's going to become. That is true. So who knows? Maybe it'll be better. But yeah, I think that's it. Uh, I got a couple more things in here. First of all, just shouts to um, shouts to Ezra Miller, who is just living his best life at Comic Con <laughs> right now, as we're recording this. Pretty sure he went to a Justice League panel cosplaying as Edward Elric from Full Metal Alchemist. So Ezra, you said Miller? Yes. He pl- is going to be playing the Flash. Playing the Flash. In, uh, in There's complex, Justice League. Complex just posted this on Instagram of uh, of the squad. It's, Amazing. It's, it's Gal Gadot, <laughs> uh, Affleck, the fellow playing Cyborg. I'm sorry. And yes. Ezra Miller. In and the- Ezra Miller, I'm hoping... You know what? I'm not hoping it's not. I'm not hoping it's Gal Gadot's hat. He's got like a huge... Wide-brimmed, traditionally lady-style hat on. He's it's just rocking amazing. it. He's just fucking happy as a clam to be there. And he looks amazing. Why wouldn't you be? You're hanging with Affleck and Gal Gadot yeah. <laughs> at Comic-Con. What is, what is better in your life at that point? So you do you, yeah. Ezra Miller. Um, two quick things. This is going to be real quick today, friends. Sorry. It's going to be a short episode. It's, it's vacation mode. Yeah. And it's the second one. We already gave you all the news. We went like the usual hour and a half last week. You what, know what? What more just, do you people want? You know what? Just uh, just listen to that episode. What was it? 70? Go back to that Anime North episode. There's probably at least an hour of that you didn't listen to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Get in there. Um, our boy Kayam checked in again. Kayam Dar, for those of you who don't know. Kayam Dar. Comes in occasionally lead, co-host. Lead Pakistani correspondent. Yep. Uh, Lee Brown correspondent checked in with us last a couple weeks ago to let us know uh, from his perspective what uh, all this controversy behind Howard Chaikin's dystopian states of hysteria. Is yes, that what it's called? That's right. Solicitations were getting people worked up. Some some covers were getting people worked up that had to be changed. Um, Kyam, but they were not out yet. Only the first issue was out. Kyam read it and was like, meh. It's not that great. But he didn't really have much time for the controversy assigned with it. And people getting super mad about it. Um, because Kaim's take was like, uh, why do you care so much about brown fictional characters having violence done to them when people in the place I'm from have violence done to them IRL all the time? Yeah. Don't be worried about that. Um, he checked in with a just the briefest of reviews or comments on issue two, which he read, and he was like, nah, it's more of the same. So I don't think Kaim's in it for the long haul. Yeah. On this book, so maybe y'all don't need to be in there for the long haul either. I said I might try and read it. There's been no time. I've been recovering. So, so Jordan just walked away. Um, I, uh, he's, he's getting something. I'm not, not quite sure what it is. Uh, muscle relaxers for my back. Kate. Yeah. Feels like it was just yesterday. 
I sat here, poured myself a cool glass of everyone's favorite. Jacqueline, you ready for it? It's time. It's time. To commiserate over a cool glass of weep tears. Yep. <sighs> Fresh squeezed. Mm. Those are the best. The best kind of tears are oh, weep tears. So fizzy. Eh, it gets it. You know what? To be perfectly honest, they're basically my weep tears. Because fandom is pissing me off again. Again? For things fandom does. <sighs> Man, this bit really sprays weeb tears all over the table. <laughs> there was a thing I did not realize happened in anime fandom when I first started dipping my toes back in. Okay. This is the very effeminate yet masculine character to the point where they often look like women. Okay. But they are male. This happens with cosplayers as well. We're pretty Asian boys crossplay as female characters. They look amazing. Right. There's a word fandom likes to use for this. Mm-hmm. And again, it's one of those things where they just think they get to use it and there's no harm to it. And it's really starting to grate on me. Okay. The word is trap. Oh. They call feminine cosplayer or feminine appearing male cosplayers or characters traps. Trap of the season, best trap of the show. Like, you will be seduced into their appearance. Then, whoa, put the brakes on. There's a penis. Oh. There's nothing grosser than that. Of course not. Maybe if this was not the excuse often floated out to defend violence against transgender people, Mm -hmm. I would be a little more forgiving of this. I don't know if I, I don't know that that's actually what would happen, but I might be. Fact of the matter is, that's the defense people tend to whip out. Yes. I didn't know she was a man and I, was, I just lost myself. I was so, I was so, you know, filled with rage and embarrassment. I just have felt the need to like, you know, club her into paste. No, you didn't have to do this. It happens all the fucking time. Anime fans, if you're gleefully out there using this term or this notion for something you think is harmless and then you want to get your back up because the SJWs come storming in and they don't want to let you have any fun. No, we don't. I'm just, appre- just appreciating it. He's a beautiful, he's a beautiful man. You can't see it, folks, but my face is a sad face. Retire the word trap. You ain't going to do it. You ain't going to do it. But it's like every season this comes up. All the same shit happens every season. Every season I'm just you know, continually reminded, A, that I'm a weirdo. Yes. Because the things I'm into are just not the only show I'm watching right now still are like My Hero Academia, just to be part of the conversation. Recreators, because recreators. And welcome to the ballroom, because I will always watch the weirdest thing <laughs> that tries to use shonen tropes, in this case, ballroom dancing. But I'm, I might I might try Centaur's Life. Because Centaur's we, Life? We have made fine, uh, we, we've made fun of this manga when it comes in a major Canadian retailer before, which yep. is basically like, you know, it's a Monster Girl type of thing. Right. And Monster Girl shows can sometimes be effective commentary on things like... Um, discrimination and ableism and things Mm -hmm. like that if you want to go down that road sometimes it's just like man that horse girl got some big ass titties (laughs) sometimes that's fun too listen you're talking to a guy who watched all of monster musume which is a the principle i cannot defend right it was just some titties were going to get grabbed every episode so but it announced like up front what it was so like i almost this is clearly the point of this show, and all the girls are chasing after him, right. which is, is still not great. It's still the salt being perpetuated on a dude because yeah. he's not interested. But still, nobody's really being like, 
a girl gets her boobs grabbed in Monster Masumi, and they're like, oh, hey, what's up? So, to, to talk about this, and I've mentioned it several times, uh-huh. when I am like, ugh, boobs, it's not because I don't like boobs. I think boobs are great. Boobs are great. It's because if all, all of anime has the same thing. Well, it's one gear. There's, there's no differentiation between this fan service thing. Um, you can get different varying degrees of it, but there is not an escape from it. Um, it's ever present. So if you want to have like a crazy show where there are lots of boobs and stuff, great. That's fantastic. But don't put it in everything, right? It Kids. can become harder and harder to find the thing that does not do this. Yeah. Looking at manga tends to go a bit easier, perhaps, mm-hmm. it seems like. Um, definitely like, you know, my brother's husband was yes. the type of thing. It was like, it's delightful. Um, a show that two of my heroes who actually might be meeting up in the next couple of weeks on the former's uh, American tour, uh, Amelia Cook, uh, editor-in-chief of Anime Feminist, and Miranda Sanchez, former lead host on the IGN Anime Club, are both reading and are very much into this show called uh, Tokyo Tarareba, Tarareba Girls. Mm-hmm. Which is about women in their 30s and like, shit, we didn't do anything with our 20s. What the fuck is our, li- our lives amounting to? <laughs> it's apparently a little too real for yeah. Amelia and, <laughs> and Miranda. Um, conversely, the live action adaptation featured a theme song by Perfume and featured the voice of Achan as one of the little delusional plushies that berate the, uh, <laughs> the main character. That's amazing. So, yeah, I feel like in manga you can sometimes find it a little easier, but anime is just like, especially the shit that gets trotted out, like... If you're, I, I see on Twitter, people I respect, talking to people who work at Crunchyroll all the time, people like, you know, Miles Express 39, at Miles Express 39, or at Frogcon, or even at Sailor B, like, these are all intelligent, smart people, but at the end of the day, because of the company they work for, they got to trot out and promote and hype, just garbage. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh man, who's excited for this show about titties in your face? Really? Are you that excited for the show about titties in your face? You people are like 25, 26. Like sometimes, <laughs> sure, but not all the time. Listen, sometimes titties in your face can be delightful. Of course. And no one's saying it, it isn't. If I'm watching a show about ballroom dancing, I don't need that in my face immediately. No. I don't want that. I want you to look elegant and graceful and yes. do a box step. That's yeah. what I want. And I want you to have a grotesquely long neck. I don't need boom, 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 boom in the <laughs> first shot of episode two. No. Anyway. That was kind of reiterating a bunch of stuff we say all the time. Today specifically, trap. Stop saying it. In fact, I'm going to bring back an old chestnut I heard on a, on a previous episode I was listening to this week. Yeah. It's one of the bigger hits we tried to make happen for 2016. Bringing it back for 2017, Caitlin. <gasps> going to make it the hit of 2017. You know what it is? What is it? Shutting the fuck up. Oh, I like that. Just shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Don't tweet. No. If somebody says something on the internet, you don't have to reply to it. Absolutely not. You just close it. Go on with your day. Yep. If you're being attacked, that's another issue. Yeah. But if, you know what? If you feel the need to uh, say something stupid or dumb or, or use the word trap or, or talk about boobs. Or be mean. Or be mean. Just uh, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Pro tip from your friends at the Geek Down. Jordan Kate, helping you live your best life in 2017. Yeah. So uh, shut the fuck up. Sponsored by the Geek Down. Sponsored by the Geek Down. <laughs> Put my Garrison Keeler voice back on. <laughs> it can be hard in today's fast-paced world to just shut the fuck up. (laughs) 
You know, you know what's amazing? <laughs> you sound like um, when Dave Chappelle does the white guy voice. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Chappelle, white newscaster voice. Yeah. Uh, I'm just thinking of Tron when he got his reparations money. <laughs> Is this your child? No, girl, I bought this baby cash. <laughs> We are uh, off the rails. But hey, we're out of time and there's we there's no news. Do you have anything else you want to no. get to before we go? No, I don't. All right. Well, that well was... at this point, I've probably seen Valyrian. Uh, so <laughs> probably I'm... heard mixed. Heard it was not that great a story, but Luc Besson will like elevate anything into Though, something like, interesting. I, I can Fifth Element, when you really think about Fifth Element, and I've talked about this before. Terrible. It's, it's not a good movie. A terrible movie. It's, there are so many plot holes. Kate? Yeah. Fifth Element? Yep. Love. Oh, I... I pff, huh. If the element was love, y'all. Yeah, it was. Another throwback we haven't brought up in a while. It was like a <laughs> month where I made that joke every week. Fifth element is love. Geek down classic. Um, well, I hope you enjoy Valeria. Thank you. I will have seen probably nothing. Hopefully I will no longer be sick and detoxing nicotine out of my body. Mm, fingers crossed. Like fucking Ewan McGregor during the crawling baby scene <laughs> in Trainspotting. I just found out Senior Correspondent has never seen Trainspotting. What? That's what I said. And he was like, what? I, was go like, through, oh I feel like that came up at work this week. And someone hadn't seen it? Where just somebody was like unfamiliar with Trainspotting. Uh-huh. Well, it might have been like a child. Which, yeah. you know, that makes sense. The movie's like 20 years old, but... Transpotting, man. It was a so decade defining. Yeah. Amazing. Ah, all right. So I think we're going to. Yeah, we gave you a half hour. Yeah. We're going to move on. There you go. When we come back, August Watch Rama commences in earnest. Kate and I are going to talk about one of the hot Netflix items of the summer. Yeah. Which we told you about last week. So you should have watched it. Which we told it. you about last week. You should already know what it is. It is the Bong Joon Ho movie, Okja. Okja. And we're going to talk about Okja. that when we come back. After this break. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the program. Caitlin's eating a banana, so I'm going to walk us through the intro to the second half of the show, where normally Caitlin and I would talk about the things we brought each other. Mm -hmm. It is not going to happen this week, Mm because you know what it is? It's August. You know what happens in August? August Bacharama. August Bacharama. Fun thing. Hit the deck. Fun thing. Mm -hmm. The siren goes really long. I was going to say, we hate the siren outside. (laughs) <laughs> but enjoy the siren inside. Yeah. It's a little Why is it so Mad Decent app? You like you screwed the pooch on that one. You could have made that so much I feel quicker. like they do that just to just to you, know, you can't fade it out early. Make things interesting. August Watch Rama is where Caitlin and I take the month of August to give ourselves the opportunity to just check out some things that maybe we want to see, we should be seeing, but we don't really have an opportunity because so much of our leisure time is taken up with looking at stuff we gave each other. Yeah. So we take August to just be like, man, fuck it. It's the summer. want to relax. Mm-hmm. want to check out some of this stuff. And, you know, instead of running the risk of having a combative episode like the Prairie Home Companion episode or <laughs> way back when the Kill the Kill episode, let's just both watch the same thing. Yeah. Let's chill out and watch the same thing. So that's what we did this week and one of the things that i had seen it's been out for a minute it debuted at the con film festival this year it's yep. a 2017 movie it is a netflix production it has been screened in some movies but it's basically netflix made it netflix yep. paid for it netflix wanted this to happen and it is a film 
called Okja. Um, I did see the trailer for this way back when, mm-hmm. and I was like, lame. <laughs> we'll see if Caitlin changed her opinion, because I heard good things about it. I knew some people who had seen it at the TIFF Lightbox. Mm-hmm. It had shown there, and I had some friends who saw it and were, and were affected by it. And I heard some other podcasts from people like, kind of respect although the more i hear their opinions on things i less respect <laughs> less respect their opinions they dug it as well i do like this director though this is directed by bong joon ho who is a south korean director best known before this perhaps i guess maybe now for snowpiercer but i knew him better for doing right. the host way back when did you ever watch right. the host no that will be on the list at some point maybe and uh, I think it wasn't a scary movie, was it? Uh, there's a monster involved, yes, but it's not like super suspense. I don't recall it being super suspenseful. But, okay, all right. Um, it's kind of comedic, I think. Okay. Um, and I think he had another one, another woman, another movie, I believe called. I think he did this one called Mother, which was about a woman who has a grown son who is uh, differently abled, and he gets tried and convicted for a murder. And I believe she basically goes on a vengeance spree to try and That's um, get her son exonerated. This was written by Bong Joon-ho and John Ronson, of all people. Who Who's you, John Ronson? John Ronson um, wrote, he's had a very strange career. He, I know him from writing a lot of nonfiction books. Um, he wrote a book called The Men of Steric Goats, which was made into a movie. Oh, yeah. He wrote a book called The Psychopath Test. He yep. wrote a book called So You've Been Publicly Shamed. Mm-hmm. He wrote a book called Lost at Sea, which had one of the best essays on Juggalos I've ever read. Um, Amazing. Which had a really strange... And he wrote a movie called Frank, I believe, which I think was that movie about a band with like Michael Fassbender wearing a giant head. Oh, yeah. Sort of thing. Was that Michael um, Fassbender? I believe it was Fassbender. Oh, yes. man. And Ronson wrote that, and it was based on a story in his life, I believe, on somebody he knew. But anyway, Ronson's had a really strange career. I don't know how the hell he ended up here writing this with Bong Joon-ho, but that's what he's doing. Uh, stars, amongst others, Tilda Swinton yep. playing twins, Paul Dano, Danoing oh, it up. Dano, just Paul like... Da- Dano, sorry, Danoing it up. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal doing I Don't Know What. Uh, Steven Yuen, Glenn from The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Nice to see him doing something besides getting his face bashed in by a barbed wire baseball bat. Yep. Giancarlo Esposito, who I'm delighted to see show up in anything, no matter what, and starring as our young protagonist, Mija, a South Korean ac- actress named, forgive me, An Seo Hyun. It's my, yes. best, my best butchering of that. So, that's the cast. That's yep. kind of the, the production history. Kate, what's this movie about? Uh, this movie is about a super pig. Super pig! So, uh, the Tilda Swinton character is the has a basically a psychopathic sister... A psychopathic father and a psychopathic grandfather, and she, she's the least psychopathic. And she, uh, they basically own this what was a huge chemical company, and now she's wanting to the be Miranda, better. Miranda Corporation. Miranda Corporation. She wants to be better. Um, she wants to help the world. So they are developing a super pig to basically help farming and and providing food to the world gmo foods gmo foods um they find this pig uh, somewhere in south america i can't remember where do they say did they actually find it somewhere or were they always crafting it and they just made up that story oh oh well i'm just saying like okay okay okay, sorry sorry um so uh and they've sent um they've bred uh 10 of these pigs sent them to different countries all over the world yep and they're going to see who is the best pig who yes there's a contest and it's going to take 10 years they to are see. perpetually monitoring the 
biometrics yep. of the pigs, mm-hmm. the quality of their meat, yep. um, their overall health, what they're eating, their poop, their... Yep. Basically, the pigs look like hippos. Yes. Look like dog hippos. Dog. Floppy ears like a dog. Dog hippo. Kind of a bulldoggy face, but they're the size of hippos. Yeah. And the one we are concerned about primarily is the one that is sent to a farmer in South Korea. I don't recall his name, um, but he has a granddaughter named Mija, who is probably around like 10 or 11, uh, who forms a very strong bond with the pig, who she has called Okja. 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 And who says, she says Okja a lot. <laughs> you will never question the name of the pig in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> did, did the kid do a good job? I don't know. She only had to say, she only had to do one thing for 90% of the movie. Well, I have some notes on that. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I, basically, what happens is the, the Okja wins the best pig. She's the best pig. Um, and they want to bring her to America. They you know, to, They want to fet her. They want yes. to celebrate her. And it basically means taking her away from yes. Mija, and Mija's not having it. And Mija's grandfather has not told her this. He has yeah. lied to her, saying that they have purchased the pig. Um, and that is not true. Did try to, I believe. May have made the attempt, but, but they uh, wouldn't let they, him. They wouldn't let him. Um, and so they, she, they've taken the pig away. She's very upset about this. She goes and tries to save the pig and runs... Uh, goes to Seoul. Yeah. Where she believes the pig is being kept. And... Um, Runs into, oh, what are they called? The Alf. Alf. Animal the Liberation Front. Front. And so it kind of gets caught up in this big, she just wants her pig back, guys. Basically, she just wants to take the pig back to the mountains. Yeah. like. And uh, they don't speak Korean, and she doesn't speak English, so they have a translator. And yes. they tell her that basically they've, they've saved Okja because they want to use Okja in basically an operation to spy on the company. They bust, yeah, they bust Okja out of the Korean lab with the intent of basically planning a camera on her. Yeah. Um, they all have these like black boxes under their ear, which monitor all the stats and biometrics. They want to replace that. So it's a camera and then let the Mirando Corporation yeah. recapture Okja, take her to New York for all this thing so they can get footage of how these animals are treated because they don't suspect... They suspect it's probably not sunshine and orange juice for these yeah. animals and how they're being treated and whatnot. And they want to see these animals uh, free, liberated, hence the name. Yeah. And But they will not. Paul Dano, oh. super, super noble, won't do it without Mija's consent. But because the translator is worried that, you know, the plan won't go forward, he lies to her and yep. says that. They're free to go, basically. He, he, break, he breaks it down. Mija says, I want to take Okja back to the mountains. And he immediately goes, she's cool with it. Yep. And just lies yeah. to, uh, to the rest of the activists. They then dump out of the truck. I think they're being chased by the cops at this point, the mm-hmm. local authorities and company security. They all jump out. Um, let Okja gets taken off to New York. Um, where does Mija end up short term? Does she go back? I don't recall if she goes back to her house or not. Basically. Because footage goes viral. Yes. Okja is like running through an underground mall. Yeah. And this goes viral and they basically decide the best way to try to manage this. It's to reunite Mija with Okja. Oh, it will be beautiful. It'll be so touching. It'll be awesome. It's the best pig with the best pig's best gal. And it'll be so touching and beautiful. And this will totally repair the damn public relations disaster. That we are dealing with. So yeah. they agree to fly Mija 
to New York so they can trot her out yep. and reunite with Ocha. The Paul Dano character uh, sneaks in her to her hotel room and basically tells her that they are planning to f- save. Apologizes first, yeah. very sweetly. Yeah. I thought he's holding up. Uh, he's holding up signs in English, with, and, in English Korean. and Korean. Um, apologizes, yeah, and says that they will help Okja escape while they're on stage. Yes. That is the plan. And then escapes down the fire escape. Um, before that, you get our first sort of... Nah. We said before, I think we said last week when we talked about this, like, you may think this is a kid's movie and a great... It's like E.T. It's a great movie oh, for no, you and your kids. No, it was before that that it was meh, but we'll talk about that. Well, that's when they get their first footage from the... Yes. From Okja in the facility. Um, I don't know if we want to go through plot point by plot point here, if we just want to talk about... I think... Things. I think from here on out... Maybe even cut some of it out. Who knows that we've talked about it already. We should talk about the, the film itself. So, obviously, the thing getting slapped on this film is just that it's propaganda. Yes. I don't know that I believe that, mm-hmm. per se. It is pretty starkly anti-factory farming. Yeah. I don't know that it's anti-GMO, per se. Yeah. Personally, my own philosophy, I have a difficult opinion with GMO, knee-jerk. It's like, that's terrible. You shouldn't do that. On the other hand, if you can artificially create 600 pounds of corn and ship it to Africa and feed people there, that seems like a net positive. There is nothing wrong with GMOs. Whoa, hot takes. She's out there. She's doing it. Shut the fuck up, hippies. Caitlin McKinnon ain't having it. There is no- they have been... Okay, do you know an orange is basically GMO? Uh, at this point, yes. There you go. Pretty much everything. Is no, 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 no. I'm saying. You the have a seedless watermelon. The, the, the fruit, an orange, mm. is not an original fruit. No. They splice together, and this is ancient times, this thing that has a super thick skin that looks kind of like a melon mm. and like, um, like a tangerine or something. They spliced it together. <laughs> an orange is not a natural thing. There you go. So. You already been eating the shit. So as Get we spoke, or, uh, spoke about earlier... Uh, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> because, okay, so all these people are like, all these scientists say that global warming is a real thing and awful. And people are like, I don't know. Um, and then other people are like, obviously, if scientists say it, true. It's going to be true because they're scientists and they know. Well, they, scientists, they don't want to listen to scientists about genetically modified They're foods. like, it's fine. They're, they're not doing what's the only bad things that are like non-organic farming kills bees. Like, that is the only thing, but that's not necessarily GMOs, right? It's fine. There are some things about the ownership and the corporate ownership besides some of these things. And that, that is, is a bigger problem. That is a huge, like the Monsanto's problem, yes. huge problem. That is not, like, GMOs. Like, look it up. Google it. Google it. Let me Google that for you. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know that this is propaganda anti-GMO, per se. It's definitely propaganda Against factory farming. Yes. Um, because. Do we need to talk about Hall? No. What's he doing? I mean, oh, I can. Uh, we can mention him. He plays this like TV personality. He's like the public face of the whole pig yeah. thing. He's basically like a super flamboyant talking in a high pitched voice crocodile hunter type of thing. Yeah. Or like David At- Attenborough. Like a very flamboyant Steve Irwin, David Attenborough type. Yeah. I, I don't know why those choices were made. <laughs> or 
He's having fun with it, sure. Yeah. But basically, as Okja and Mija are clearly becoming the face of the project, yeah. he gets a little surly about it. And basically brings some male into the, sorry, some male super pig into the uh, room where Okja is and uh, basically lets her get raped. Yeah, it's... It's not a fun scene. No. Not a fun scene. And no. probably worse, because I mean, Liz, I had heard things about the end of this movie. I heard yeah. like, the last half hour of this movie is like brutal. Oh. You're going to hate it, blah, blah, blah. Maybe I just worked it. It's not fun. No. I didn't have a good time when you no. see the farm. The second she ran into that shed farm thing, I was like, oh, fuck, this is going to be bad. Yeah. Because um, it's that thing. If you've ever watched a PETA film or a, know anything about factory farming, they very large animals go into this thing, this canister type thing, and then somebody shoots them in the skull with a essentially a giant drill. Yep. And they die and they roll out and off you go. And it gets real close to that happening to Okja, and I really thought they were going to go through with it for a minute. I was like, are you really going to go that far? Like, this is the tragedy of factory farming? That's how hard you want to make this point? That you're yeah. just going to, like, totally rip my soul out right now? Oh, that wasn't... I felt like that wasn't the worst. I don't think that was the worst either. No, yeah. it was when, clearly, the intelligence of these creatures is being... So, basically, Mija is able to buy Okja after yeah. this disaster where they break out the uh, Okja and Mija in New York. Um, the Giancarlo Esposito is kind of playing both sides. He's remained in contact with Tilda Swinton's twin sister, also played by Tilda Swinton, who is a much more ruthless businesswoman. Mm -hmm. Shouts to Tilda Swinton in general. She is just flames from beginning to end in this yep. movie. She's just acting her fucking ass off. <laughs> and once she comes in as like the savage businesswoman type character, she calls in like basically like a private security type of firm and when you finally when Mija gets to Okja in the like slaughterhouse or abattoir or whatever you want to call it it's called slaughterhouse it's what it is Paul Dano is there as well they're being they've just been kind of handcuffed yeah by, yeah so the private security is they're trying to reason with her type of thing and she's just like nope fuck it it's my property yep this is business like things worth a lot of money like blah 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 Hail Mary attempt Mija has this solid gold pig that. Her grandfather bought for her, which was, I guess, supposed to be like a dowry or something type yes. of thing for a future husband. It's Korean tradition. I don't know if that's accurate. Somebody Google that for me. <laughs> or I can Google it myself. And she basically holds it up and is like, I want to buy Okja and slides it over to Tilda Swinton 2. Tilda Swinton checks it out. It's like, well, this is worth more than that stupid pig. So cool. Good deal. Get out of here. And as they're leaving, uh. walking between the like packed solid pens of these super pigs, and they're mewling and they're squealing and they're being led up to, you know, it's, it's, is it even a Pyrrhic victory? It's a very small victory. Like, it's still go on. These animals are still being slaughtered. It's not a victory at all. Um, it's a victory for Okja. And the one moment where clearly, I mean, I'm not mad at it, but it's clearly like, uh, just jab you with that. Yeah. Where the clear indication that these animals are intelligent, one of them, like, basically throws the, their infant. No, it's the... It's the mom and the dad. They like push their infant through. Push their infant through the like the electric fence uh, to try to get them to take the pup. Yeah. With them. Which uh, they which, do. Which they do, and they save the pup. And it's just like as these as this male and female bull and cow, I guess. Watch, yeah. watch them walk away with their infant, and like as you hear the gunshots still going off in the background as these animals are being slaughtered. 
I mean, it ain't good. It wasn't as... Br- I didn't like... I heard, you will break that. You will cry like you've never cried before in the last half hour of this movie. When the calf got thrown out, I was a little like... <laughs> but I wasn't like... Yeah. I wasn't like streaming tears face emoji the entire time. Um, did we like this movie? Uh, I wasn't sure. And then I did like it. And then things tur- took a turn. And then I was like, they're going to save the day, right? <laughs> Something's going to happen. And someone's going to save the day, right? This is all going to be wrapped up in the end. They're all going to go free, right? Uh, did, what did you watch past the credits? Um, with the, the meeting? On the bus? No. Where Paul Dano gets out of jail? Oh, yes. Yes. Okay, yeah. 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 Post-credit scene. Watch to the end. There's a thing there that shows the work will... Indicates the work will continue. Yes. Um, that it never really ends. Yeah, I don't know if I like this movie or not. Um, yeah. There are things I loved about this movie. There is this weird darkness to it that I loved. <laughs> um, especially at the beginning. So there's this scene... Okay. I'm just going to go through some of the things I really loved. Um, one of my favorite bits was uh, when... Mija? Mia? Mija? It's Mija, right? The the kid, yeah, Yeah. Mija. Mija, um, so she, like, takes a full run at this, like, glass wall. (laughs) Like, unbelievably amazing run. And she, like, bounces right off of it. And it smashes after, like, a couple of seconds. It doesn't smash immediately. Yeah, but but just, like, the bounce off of it and just the full run. I don't know. I loved it. the scene so much. And the secretary's freaking out and... They're calling her a bitch, and I just, I was like, this is awesome. Um, and she just doesn't give a shit. She's just like, I want my pig. Um, I actually loved the actress on Siu Hyun, I think it is. Really? Um, yeah, I loved her. I thought she had the best. Got, got better at the end. But I just loved her facial expressions. Mm. I, yeah, I just thought she was, they didn't give her tons to say unfortunately <laughs> Definitely um, 80% of it was just running and yeah. yelling Okja! Okja! but even with that I thought she did great things with it um, I loved her facial expressions like I said um, CGI I thought was about like a 70 I put, I put Okja uh, visual effects good not phenomenal <laughs> B minus yeah it, it pulls you out every so often Occasionally, yeah. like a different a certain angle just like Beauty and the Beast where the mm. like you would see the beast at certain angles and it would really pull you out. It's like out. a scene where drunk Hall is supposed to be like leaning against her and yeah. that's clearly like badly green screen. But. Yeah. Um, I thought the beginning was sort of a weird pacing and I didn't need, think it needed the rescue scene. Ocha's saves. Yeah, I think they were just trying to get across like... Yeah, I just thought there was better How ways. much the pig cared for. Also, apparently these pigs are indestructible because <laughs> it like took a tumble off like a giant cliff and, and was fine. It was fine. Um, but I, and it was also trying to get across the intelligence. Yeah. Um, but I just thought there were better ways to do that. I just thought it was a weird pacing. One, one doo-doo joke too many. Yep. Um, Throw up a super pig's butt. Yeah. They'll start pooping pellets out. I put literally the baby at the end. What the hell? Um, it just, I was very upset about that. Mm. Um, and it's probably because I'm just baby crazy in general. Um, and I put that it has the same kind of weird darkness, at least for a lot of the movie, as like Death to Smoochie. <laughs> like it's a That's weird. An odd call out. I just I really like that movie. Where there's like it's about like kids performers, right? But yeah. there's like this undercurrent of like this is really fucked up. Um and Ocha is like that. Um Paul Dano beating the shit out of the Korean guy, the Korean yeah, that was, that's, that's the moment where I was like, Oh yeah, Paul Dano always always gonna be crazy. <laughs> yeah. He's like totally there will be blooding again. Yeah. <laughs> just like 
Well, and there will he he got blood. the shit he got the shit yeah. out of him. But um, but I I really like Paul Dano. I was kind of I didn't know who was in it besides Tilda Swinton, mm. and I like was like Paul Dano. <laughs> what are you doing here? And then like Lily Collins is in it as well. Oh, the squeaky voiced. Yeah, the, the girl. Assistant? Yeah, no, 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 no. Lily Collins is the the young oh, the red. red. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Um, and yeah, I was just like, hey, and this person, and hey, and this person, which was yeah. Yeah, I like a lot. I mean, I like the cast is pretty impeccable. I love all the cast. I don't totally love everything they had to work with in the movie, but I guess it's worth a watch. Definitely. It's definitely worth a watch. Be prepared if you have any sort of... Oh my God. It's Snowpiercer. What? There's Okay, it's a weird fucked up thing, and you really hope there's going to be like a good ending. I didn't see Snowpiercer do the same thing. And it it was kind of, but like it also wasn't a good ending. <laughs> like things he didn't write that one though. That was based off a comic. But. Yeah, but still, it's that same tone. Um, yeah, it's definitely worth a watch. I'd probably give it like a seven. Yeah, I'm I'm there. Like a three I'm... out of four star or two and not two and a half, like a three out of four stars type of thing. Yeah. Um, sitting on your Netflixes right there. It's free. It's uh, it's two hours. Moved at a pretty good clip. I didn't feel yep. uh. I didn't feel bogged down by the runtime at all, and we know that is a thing for me. Um, yeah, but check that out. Yeah. Okja. 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 We're just going to be doing that for ages now. For ages. We have no updates because this episode is out of time. We no. We gave you updates on the last episode. I'm going to say I probably really liked Valyrian. <laughs> <laughs> Speculating. If you're playing the over-under on did Caitlin like Valyrian. Yeah. She probably did. Yeah. I really hope the third Valyrian is love. <laughs> Who knows? I really hope there's a scene where Cara Delvigne... What is her De- name? Delvigne? Delvigne. Delvigne? Gives a Delvigne? monologue about the importance of love. Probably. And shake someone. <laughs> so as we firm up the ultimate itinerary... For August. For August. Uh, definitely no Defenders will be in there. That drops yeah. August 18th, I believe. So on the August 22nd episode, we'll probably get to Defenders. We have some other things we are thinking of. But next week, it's a thing that I know was been, I know we've been given before. Have I'm, we? I'm certain, at least at one point, somebody was like, Oh, you should be watching this. Because okay. there are some passionate people out there <laughs> for this show. And I think it's ending, like, this year. Yeah. So it's a perfect time for us to finally get to it. Check out that Orphan Black. Oh, yeah. And neither of us have taken a look at it at all. Geek Down is finally going to check out the masterwork of, what the hell's her name? Tatiana Malazne. Something like that. I butchered that shit. Yeah. It's the show where she plays a bunch of different people. Yeah. And apparently like, she does a good job. She's like a spy or a, I don't know, scientist or a, a guitar tech. I don't know. What she or all of those. Or all of them. All, <laughs> all of, of them. them. That's what we'll be looking at next week. Orphan Black. We hope you will join us for that. If you never checked out Orphan Black, let us know. If you're like, man, you're already watching Orphan Black, but what you should be watching is this. There are a few ways you can let us know that. We would love to hear from you. We would love to hear from you about that. You can get us on Twitter at GeekDownPod. Email GeekDownPod at gmail.com or on our Facebook group. Which is www.facebook.com forward slash GeekDownPod. We welcome all suggestions, words of kindness, words of not kindness. Get the fuck out. Try shutting the fuck up. Try it super easy you may like it you may like it it may change your life thank you so much for listening friends as you do every week my name is jordan ferguson my name is caitlin mckinnon theme song is by rob gasser and we will be back here next week for the continuation of august watcherama here on the geek down podcast see you guys next week
Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the program. Caitlin's eating a banana, so I'm going to... Uh, Pause for that thing. Wait for the fucking, you know, young ones to go riding by. (laughs) 